now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back to episode I don't know of the Seventh Rounders. It's an after dark edition. John and Chad, that means no Connor, thank God. Um, this is take number four. Wi-Fi, very much an issue on my end, folks. Um, it's uh, it's crisis time over there on Chad's end. Um, you know, we, this is our fourth take. Um, so we, we might break a PR for the show tonight on takes if we need to restart again. Um, and if we do, you'll probably hear this is take five. Um, you probably won't even hear this. So this will be a deleted clip on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, Chad's kicked it to the hotspot on the phone. We're going to see maybe if that's a decent solution. He's, he's implementing some things. He's trying some old tricks. Um, you know, only time will tell. We'll see. But I believe in you. Thank you. Um, so, John, I was thinking about this before we started recording. You, we need to stretch. Oh. We need to get home from work, and we need to stretch. Um, yeah, for sure. And hopefully, now that I have you on the floor uh, to begin this episode, you will be stretching. Yeah, you know, I... I... Well, I, all right, so I'll, I'll go from work to the gym, stretch after my workout. So I've already done some stretching, but honestly, I didn't do enough tonight, so I will be I will be needing to do more for sure. Um, but there's honestly never too much stretching you can do, Chad, especially at this age, you know, mid-20s, adult. You're sitting down all day in a chair, maybe even standing desk. Either way, pretty stationary for eight hours. So, yeah, stretching is going to be essential. Get the blood moving around. It's the biggest thing. The blood flow, man. Mm-hmm. Um, sports, though. Mm-hmm. First episode in six months. We have. We are not going to talk football. None. There's nothing to talk about, and that's enough. That's it. It's over. Football talk is ended for the show today, tonight. Yeah. So. So, where do you want to start this epi? I mean, college basketball is king right now. Um, I'd say the biggest storyline of the last couple of days has been Juwan Howard just completely losing it on the sidelines against Wisconsin. He got suspended five games today, but that's the rest of the regular season for Michigan. Um, wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets fired at the end of the year. I don't foresee, I don't see how, I mean, Michigan's sitting there, I think they're 14 and 11 now. So first of all, Juwan Howard's doing a terrible coaching job this year. Um, they were Michigan, preseason top five. And Michigan really hasn't battled the injuries. You know, they've had, I feel like, a majority of their starting lineups been intact for most of the year. They just, maybe the beginning of the year they didn't. I can't recall, you know, if COVID impacted them, honestly. But, you know, that can't be an excuse for everything. Every team's pretty much had that. And, you know, they're still terrible, 14-11, um, losing games here in February when they need to be winning games. So uh, if he doesn't get fired for that, he should be fired because I don't think he's a very good coach. Um, you know, team's been loaded with talent, and he's just not getting it done. Kind of like Memphis, honestly. Kind of like Jim Harbaugh at Michigan up until this season. Yeah. So so what do you think of the incident? We'll dive into it quickly. I'll go first. Here's my thought. You know, um, I think it's Greg Ward, Wisconsin coach. Yeah. You know, can't put your hands on Jawan Howard. I, I know it wasn't. So- Greg it Ward wasn't, wasn't the one that he was – he was fighting with an assistant. Greg Ward – they do look similar, but Greg no, Ward no, wasn't no. actually in it. 
he was the guy sh- that he was shaking hands with at the beginning of this whole incident, correct? I'm pretty sure it was an assistant. The one that he was initially, like, scuffling with? No, yeah, yeah, it was an assistant that he slapped, but it was him and Ward that were arguing to begin the whole altercation. And Ward basically put his hand there when he was talking to him, which, okay. you know, you can't do it, but it's, I don't, I mean, listen, he, no ill will in, in what he was doing. Um, but Jawan Howard, that's just unacceptable. Then you have your players throwing punches. You just, you're, you're a college coach. You're representing a university, something bigger than the basketball program. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised he wasn't fired, you know, now I'm surprised Michigan just said enough is enough. I think that the suspension buys him some time to think about a little bit more. I mean, the thing is, it's Michigan. It's a, it's a massive brand. One of the biggest brands in the country. Um, which makes it even worse of a look, but I think that they're they're buying themselves a little time. At the t- I mean, see how the team does your last five games, get through March, which I again I, they were they were in they were on the inside looking out I believe before this weekend, and now I gotta believe that that could be they might be in that first four out next four out area. Um, but honestly, the the bubble's been weak. I think I think it's a weaker bubble. I think there's like you know when you got a team like Oklahoma, Lenardi is saying is is in right now. They're 14 and 13 and I think they're like four and four and 11 in conference four and 10 in conference um either he's not seeing things right which that team is no business being on that list um but you know the bubble's weak and guess guess who's who's sneaking into bubble conversation the South Carolina Gamecocks the South Carolina Gamecocks are sneaking in and a quick little segue a little pivot um you know not just saying this because it was a huge win in my life on Saturday, but the, the Gamecocks upset LSU. That's their, I believe, our fourth straight we've ripped off um, conference win, third or fourth straight. Um, four big games left to end the year. I believe it's Mississippi State. Um, I know it's Auburn and Alabama, two huge games, and I'm pretty sure we play like a Missouri or one of the lower, lower tier teams in the conference um, for that fourth game, but there's a golden opportunity. Cox, you got to beat Mississippi State, and you got to beat – here, i got to give you the team. Chad, did you watch that game, though? I did not, no. You watched the uh, – did you see the buzzer beat or the, the game before against Ole Miss on the road? Half court and overtime? Yes. I that did see huge. that, though. Yeah. Yeah, so we've won we, – we lost consecutive – actually, we, we dropped three straight, and we've gotten all three back against Georgia, Ole Miss. A couple road wins, not great teams, but road wins. And then LSU at home was a big one. We've got Mississippi State and Alabama next. Home against Mississippi State. Absolutely have to win that game Wednesday night. Cannot lose that game. Cannot lose that game or we're completely sunk. Bama on the road on Saturday. Bama's been vulnerable. We'll see. Um, and then we got Missouri at home. Another you absolutely can't lose. And then we got Auburn on the road to end the year. It's probably not going to be a pretty one. Um, but, hey, you win two. And then you win a couple more in the SEC tournament, and you're right in the conversation on the bubble this year. And if we beat Alabama, I think we really put ourselves in, in, in a decent position. Um, so we'll see. I w- if you would have told me this two weeks ago, I would have punched you in the mouth. I would have said, no chance. Don't tell me that. Don't get my hopes up. And it's unbelievable how the Cox Chad, as a Gamecock fan, these guys love to get your hopes up. They love to bring you back in. They find a way to bring us, bring us back in. And then Does it remind you of someone? They're going to find a way to break our heart. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Who are you thinking of there? 
Um, Syracuse. Just the bubble, the bubble daddies. The whole experience of Syracuse. Uh, the whole experience. Um, John, I have a team I want to highlight. Um, we're going to call this segment. I'm going to start highlighting a team a week now that, you know, I'm more involved in college basketball. I was a little slower than John and Connor, you know, getting into it, but I, I'm, I'm getting there. Team I want to highlight, Chad's team of the week, Murray State. Really like Murray State. They've got size. I know the competition isn't there, but I think that's a team can win games in March and April. Uh, keep an eye on them. Uh, I, I, you know, that's an elite eight team. Hey, I mean, you go into March with confidence, and if you're built, if you have the build of a team that can make a run, you really need a, an elite score and you need an elite rebounder. That's what you need. And then obviously the pieces in between are what make you a, a championship contender. But if you don't have the elite scoring guard, go-to guy that you can go to, and then a guy who can pull the ball off the glass, it's going to be very hard to win. That's why I love Kentucky so much. Um, amongst other teams, obviously they're on another level, but Murray State is very good. 26-2, um, and two, you get the confidence, the momentum, and it's a one-game season here in March. They just got to get through that conference tournament. Um, <clears throat> get through the conference tournament, you never know. I haven't watched enough of their games, but they find ways to win, so they keep winning. John, I, I have another random question for you. You know, the last couple of years, we always talk about teams going into the tournament too hot, you know, heating up, you know. Where do you want your last loss to come going into conference tournaments? Uh, I would want to – I mean, you never want to lose, obviously, but – I think you see a, a loss right maybe two, three games before the conference tournament if you're so, going to lose. So you're saying like Baylor last year. Yeah, I mean, get that out of the way. Learn a couple things about your team. Make those adjustments. Win your last couple regular season games to get the momentum into the conference tournament. And then, I mean, win all you can win. If you If you need to win the whole thing, great. You know, if you lose in the conference tournament – Regroup and don't let it hurt you going into March. That's what I would say. The wise words from Mr. John Clemens. At um, least for when you think like the mid-major teams that are literally playing for the automatic bid. You got to, I mean, you got to win the fucking thing. So the Luster in the John, Mountain West, they might get like five teams in this year. You know? They could. I want to do another segment, okay? Mm -hmm. This is called the Fantastic Fives. We're going to break the AP Top 25 into five different groupings, one through five, six through ten, etc. Right. I want you to pick your favorite team from each grouping. Are we going to do, before we do this, the final four? Do you want to do that today or wait till next week with Connor to give a fully updated? We can wait on that. I think that segment's flawed in the sense that, you know, we, we got to get a little more creative with how we do that. Um, sure. So let's put that on pause. Let's let's go with the Fantastic Five segment this week. Um, and, and we'll start with 21 to 25. Now, 21 so to... What, and say again, what are we doing with these five teams? Your favorite team to make it the farthest in March from... Do you want to put a little bit of a wager on this? Ten bucks? Whoever has the most teams out of five? You, we got to note these down. So... So this is a one-time segment then. So this is this today is the one that we can bet off of it, but we can keep going in the future weeks. But since it's just me and you today, 
we're going to okay. put ten dollars. So we'll have basically, um, the five teams, and we can do this maybe. Uh, we can give points based on each layer of the bracket that they make it. So like to make the tournament. One point each, for a first round win, two points for a second round win, three yeah. points for a Sweet Sixteen win, etc. And I think we can give one point just for fucking fun for making the tournament. You never know what could happen with the lower groups, but I mean, shit, yep. yeah, it could happen. Um, all right, I will all keep should track. Make it, but all right, I have my notes open. So and I'll take a screenshot of the rankings today, so we remember. What does that and, does that need to happen? That doesn't need to happen, actually. No. And Not here's the stipulation, John. Yeah. We're gonna rotate who picks first. You can't have the same team. All right, I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. The 21 through 25 range is made up of UConn, Ohio State, St. Mary's, Alabama, and Iowa. John, you are older. You will serve. All right. That's very, very generous of you. I like UConn. Um, I think they're the most complete team of the bunch. Alabama just – when they go cold, they are they lose every time. Iowa, I think, is a bit of a, a pretender because they have Keegan Murray, but there's no one else you can rely on. Now, they can get very hot, but um, St. Mary's is very solid for a mid-major, but I don't. I think UConn's a better team. And then Ohio State's been really, really cold, so I'm, i got to see how they respond the rest of this year, but Connecticut's my pick for now. I'm going to go Ohio State. I don't love the four that I had to choose from. I've seen a decent amount of Iowa and Alabama, just not in um, I was wow. saying my concern is the, the, the shooting from the outside. Um, EJ, EJ Lydell is as good as it gets for, you know, a stretch four type guy. Um, so I'll just lean on the, the superstar there and I'll take Ohio State from that group. You guys in Ohio State, you need Kyle Young to stay healthy. He's been in and out of the lineup the entire year. He's their glue guy. It's very, very clear he's their glue guy. They've gone on this losing streak without him, I believe. And, um, you know, he, he's a veteran presence guy hustles all over the floor. He's probably the, the mount, the, the voice in the locker room, him and Liddell. So you got to get him healthy and, and they'll be really solid. Yes, you do. All right. The next grouping 16 through 20, we have USC, Tennessee, Arkansas, Murray state, and Texas. Now this is a grouping. I didn't want to go first because I like a lot of the teams in this group. This is a great grouping. Yeah. This um, is a powerful grouping at 16 to 20. I mean, I, you know, USC is one of those teams, you know, it's a, you know, I'll turn on ESPN2 not, you know, 10 p.m. It'll be, I'm going to watch all of that to fall asleep, too. So I've seen some USC. And really like that team. out there on the call just screaming about mountains and, and concerts and festivals and, and all that shit. You guys well, at that point, my TV will be on mute. So we'll be, we're fine with that. Um, yeah, at that point, I'm on max volume. I love it. Guys, hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to go Murray State. Um, talked wow, about that with them. a little while ago, but yeah, I'm going to stick with my guns. I, I just think they're going to be put in a situation there. You know, they finished the year at 15. They're probably going to be a four seed. Um, and you never know. I, I just think it's a team that, you know, they battled with, with, uh, Auburn lost by 13. Uh, not a terrible loss. Uh, I think it's a team that could make a run in March. I'm going to go. I'm so glad you didn't pick them because I, I love this team. They are, they've impressed me and impressed me. Arkansas, they are, 
you know, a team earlier in the year, I was like, this team, are they actually good? They kind of stink. They were really good last year. But they have turned into a bit of a juggernaut in the SEC. They're steadily climbing. They rose five more spots this week. I think that was the highest rise of any team. Um, 21 and six. They, they end the year with a tough schedule. They got Florida on the road. Um, and then they've got Kentucky, LSU, and Tennessee. Um, so they're going to get their, their battles to close the season. But, um, I mean, that's a tough grouping, but I, I like them a lot right now. They got guys that can put the ball in the, in the basket when they need to. And that, that showed against the Aub, against the Auburn more than anything. So, and speaking of tough groupings, these are going to get harder and harder. Oh, yeah. We're at the 11 through 15 grouping now. We have Providence, UCLA, Wisconsin, Houston, and Illinois. John to serve. This one's tough. Um, I'm Providence this past week has turned me off a little bit. Um, you know, you can't be getting down by almost 20 against Butler. They ended up coming back and winning, but Butler is horrible this year. Um, and I believe they also lost to Villanova as well at home. So they didn't have the best week. Um, I like Wisconsin. Um, you know, I've doubted them at times. I, I really like Houston, but they lost their two studs. I don't know how they'll do without them in March. They've shown some cracks. Illinois, for whatever reason, I don't. I just don't believe in Brad Underwood in the big game in March. Um, but Wisconsin keeps winning. They keep winning. They keep winning. They got Johnny Davis. He's the best guard in America. That's enough. I'm going to say there. UCLA, obviously, is very good, too. So they eat them out. Well, uh, I I was on UCLA in this grouping to begin, so I'm glad you didn't select them. I, I just, you know, another preseason top five team. I think they're uber talented. Um, some growing pains, you know, this year, but... In reality, they're only 19 and five. I think they're going to wind up either a two or a three seed. So I really love CLI. I'm glad to add them to my my team. Very good. And Chad will write these down. Um, a very important part of this. You're doing Let's really good work that. tonight. All right. Next up, six to ten. We have Kentucky, we have Duke, we have Villanova, we have Texas Tech, and we have Baylor. And my goodness, this Hell is tough. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Aye. So, I, listen, I, I like Texas Tech. I, the whole podcast likes Texas Tech, but I, I, I just am not going to be selecting them from this grouping. Um, Baylor either. Uh, so it's a three-team race here. And I know John's going to go Kentucky. And for that reason, I will take Kentucky. John mentioned it. He's, he's not happy, folks. He's visually distraught. Um, you have Ty Ty in the backcourt who's going to make big shots. You have a legit big man. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Awesome. John said it back. already. That's what you need to win in March. Give me Kentucky. You know, um, Oscar Deshibwe is his name. Um, Chad, I, I don't blame you for that. I'm, I would have been surprised if you didn't take Kentucky. I probably would have called you a moron. So, you know, good pick there. You did what you needed to do, and I can't blame you. I'll go Texas Tech. I was going to go whichever team you didn't go. So um, Texas Tech is a relentless team. This is the best defense out of that group and maybe out of any team in the nation. Um, they get after it. And as they've gotten healthier, they've started a bit, like, 
clearly show they can score as well. So I think that you haven't even seen the best of Texas Tech. They're going to continue to get better. Um, Kentucky's great. Duke Duke could be out in the round of 64. They could make the final four. I really don't know. The whole ACC is is down, so they're tough to read. Um, Villanova's going to be really solid. You know, They're probably my three in this group. And Baylor just has been hit with the injury bug all year, and they lost their big man. I think they're still going to be really good. Um, but I like Tech more. See, I, I was between Kentucky and Duke, and I, I agree with you. Duke is just a wild card. I think their upside is so high, though. That's why yeah. I was really heavily considering them. Uh, but John goes T-Tech. Okay. And now we go on to the final grouping. We have the top five in America, Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, and Kansas. John to serve um, – a wildly good grouping. Yeah, I mean, you know, the best you're going to get here, top five. And, you know, I all year, all year, especially lately, it's been Auburn, Auburn. I think I'd be foolish to not say Gonzaga. So I'm going Gonzaga. Simply put, they're showing very quietly as they do out west on these 10 p.m. tips in the whatever fucking conference they're in. Um, but they're a really talented group. So, you know, I, I think they're going to be churning it out in March. They always seem to draw the easiest region, I feel like, so I'm sure they'll get that again. Um, Arizona's very, very, very complete. Um, I just I can't trust the, the Pac-12 ever, it seems like. Auburn was my number two selection here. It was tough to not pick them, but they haven't been great lately, some games. you know, They're still 24-3. and three. Even the, the wins lately, I think, have been closer than they were before. Um, Purdue... I, they look like a sweet 16 exit this year. I, I don't know. They, they got so much talent. I, I could see a couple blowout losses and then sweet 16 or elite eight. They just lay an egg um, against a really solid team. I don't know. We'll see. They'll probably win the championship after I say that. And, um, you know, Kansas is really solid. Nothing wrong with Kansas, really. I don't I don't have much to say. I mean, you hit it um, like you. Uh, you know, I was between Gonzaga and Auburn. Now, if I had the first pick, I would probably would have gone Gonzaga, but I'll pick Auburn, and I'm happy about it in the spot. You know, I just uh, – this might be the right time for them to figure some things out and, you know, get a couple wins going into the conference tournament, and it's an Auburn team no one's going to want to play. Yeah, I mean, so. I think, you know, Gonzaga getting to the title last year and getting embarrassed, I think they're going to play pretty hungry in March. One thing about them also, they got all 61 first-place votes this week. Um, one thing about them is Drew Timmy has been pretty quiet this year after he was a monster last year. Um, his most recent game here against Santa Clara, he played pretty well, but he's been quieter than the experts predicted to start the year. So we'll see if he gets unleashed a little bit more in March. Yeah, it remains to be seen. Um, let's do, we usually do this when Connor's out. We're going to do a uh, blackjack version of Guess the Spread versus the dealer. Okay. What do you think about that? I'm in. And we, uh, I believe our agreement is John, in order to win, needs to be within two points, either above or below yes. the spread. Yep. Okay. Out of five. So if I start 0-3, you win. This is our first of the year, so this is game number one. It's a fresh right. record for you to track. 
keep it easy. Let's start with the the loan. No, we'll save that one. We'll save that one. Um, let's go to a little 9 p.m. SEC battle. We have Vanderbilt 14 and 12. They're at home against 17 and 10 Alabama. Probably save Bama minus five and a half. Alabama minus three and a half. A tie to start. <laughs> is that a tie or do I win? Is, no, is it a within? Win. Is it an w- inclusive range? It is inclusive. Very nice. And a one and a start. All right. We have. Florida at home, they are 17 and 10 against 21 and 6 Arkansas. That's tricky, man. Florida gets a lot of um, respect when they play at home, so this is probably a smaller spread. They might even be favored. I might just go pick them. Well, if Connor was playing, he wouldn't have a guess because it is a pick 'em. Let's go. They get a lot of respect at home, though. Um, they're 17 and 10 now, right? You said. Correct. Yeah. I think they're probably on. Uh, they're probably within the bubble, I would think. Yeah, they're safely in. I don't know about safely, uh, but they're probably within the bubble. <laughs> our own ranked matchup of the night: Connecticut at home, 19 and 7 against 21 and 6 Villanova. Nova mine. This this is the toughest one. The Big East has gotten a little harder on their spreads than it was earlier in the year. Conference has gotten tricky. Probably like Nova minus three. Connecticut minus one and a half. Wow, really? Holy shit, they're favored. All right, two to one. That's why I'm telling you, man. Big East gotten tricky. I'm fighting back. Let's go. Let's go down to Kansas. Kansas is at home 22 and 4 against 14 and 12 Kansas State. That's a hard one too. Probably Kansas minus let's say 12. Kansas minus 12. 12? 12. 12. <laughs> let's fucking go. The Big 12 is still my best. Now, ultimately, um, and honestly, I just based that number off of Baylor being 13 point favorites against TCU on Saturday at home. So I based that number off of a similar matchup. But Kansas State's, you know, a rivalry game. So we gave it a point there. That's what goes into my head. I try to base when we play this game, when I play with Connor, I try to base the spread off of a similar matchup that recently happened. It's it's, it's a lot easier when it's a conference game. When it goes to March, if we do this, when it's non-conference, that's going to get trickier. That's going to be problematic. Mm-hmm. I just gave, I just showed my card, so hopefully Connor doesn't listen to this one. Hopefully he doesn't. Um, anything else on college basketball? I think that about does it, dude. That was a good conversation. I'm glad we did that. I'm, you know, sad football is over, but I, I, I like college basketball arguably as much as football, uh, to be completely honest, so... It's like 1A, 1B for me, and then everything else, all the other sports. Hockey probably is is 2, baseball 3 at this point. 
Who knows if there's even gonna be a fucking baseball season at this at this rate? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about baseball. I refuse. No. Shall we go into yeah. the? Go ahead. All all I got left is a little Daytona 500. I mean, we're rich. We're rich. And we don't need to spend a ton of time here, Chad. But you know, Chad, what what I do when I'm interested in betting in a NASCAR race, I'll say, Chad, throw, give me some names. You know, throw me something. Throw me some. What did you throw me? I think you had, so you gave me about five names there. You liked Austin Dillon. I believe you liked, uh, obviously, Austin Sindrick, the winner of the 500, my guy. Um, and I think you mentioned Denny Ricky Hamlin Stenhouse. and Logano. Hamlin and Logano and maybe one more. Yeah, Ricky Stenhouse. Stenhouse. So actually, Chad, I think four or five, everyone other than Sindrick ended up crashing at some point. Um. For sure. So I yeah I took I, I mean took but all five. those guys. Good. I was gonna say all the four of the five crashed, but I mean all those guys were up in the top five, yeah. you know, yeah. at points in the race. It's just such yeah. a hard race to put yeah. plays on. So luck, Lady Luck was on my side. Um, you know, Cindric got out of every every single crash because they were all at the front and he was at the front the whole race. I'm like, did fucking did two make it out? Did two make it out? I didn't know. I had no idea every time. Um, he made it out every time, got a great draft pushing from his teammate Blaney. Blaney's probably the reason he won that race. Um, and Cindric was lucky enough to be the car ahead the whole time. So he got the push. Now the, it was interesting, Chad. I thought it was a really, really good race. Um, I like the new cars. It seems to add a lot of parody. Um, they kept saying that it seems to be a very competitive field. Um, but I thought the strategy was very interesting because it was back and forth when Cindric and Blaney somehow shuffled back with like I don't know what 13 laps left, they found they were like in like seventh, seventh and eighth. When Bubba and uh, Kyle Busch pushed Bubba ahead, they took the lead. Then they fell back, and then something happened where they came. They they got a hole to go back up. It was it was crazy. It was very interesting, very exciting. My heart rate had to be 175 on that last lap. Watching the two buzz uh, around the track, I was freaking out. I was pulling for you. I was certainly pulling for you. But that that race, you know, I've mentioned to mentioned it to you. It's just sh- such a shit show. Yeah. Um. But there's an excitement factor, which is why, you know, it's the most watched NASCAR race every year. Um. So I'll give the people at home if you want to get in this Sunday. They're at Fontana out in California. The West Coast swing. Um. Couple names to keep an eye on now. A lot of this is going to hinge on what happens in practice. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Um, and Just text me if you want any updates. Is this a road course? But, no. No, no it's an oval. I believe it's an aisle. So it's a, it's a bigger intermediate track. Um, so a couple names to keep an eye on. One being Martin Truex Jr., um he was very fast daytona 500 he won the first two stages he is currently plus 880 um you know he's been in the championship for four of the last five years um and you know they're he was one of my not like I, that one of the winners i had at darlington first race last year i believe chad real quick i'm like i think i'm like five for seven or like four for six on nascar outright winners it's getting out of hand it's it's, it's honestly insane because these are not these are not easy to hit. Like these are fat odds. You're giving me these lists, and then I take. I I can't believe Cindric was the only one I took. But I like I did a little research. You know, I found out the Fords look good. Obviously, I like that he was in fifth. I like that he was a fill-in last year. I think he finished fifteenth as a injury replacement for AJ Allmendinger. I was reading up. 
It's like this kid's a, this kid's good. He, what what he won the Xfinity series last year? He's a good racer. Yeah, he's a yeah. good racer. But I mean, you you know your stuff here. You give me the names, and then we take it and we run with it, and we run, 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 run. Go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 a little more difficult this year because the cars are new. John hit on it. Um, so you know, you saw you saw at Daytona that cars don't handle as well. You know, there are plenty of wrecks where basically they're drafting. Guy hit him square in the back, and he spun out. So so something to monitor. Um, but I do like Martin Truex Jr. this weekend. Um, Another name um, at plus 1,500, uh, Kevin Harvick. Um, down year last year, but another former champion who had 11 wins in 2019. So I think that's one guy who's good here to keep an eye on. Um, and then of the long shot grouping, um, there's not much because it's not Daytona. Uh, I guess one guy at plus 3,500, uh, Tyler Reddick. Uh, you know, I- and you know finishing the top now, five so a couple early plays but text me later in the week yeah we'll get you later in the week folks if you want to play from chad you know the guy the guy knows his stuff he can he can get you started um why are the fords why why were the fords so quick at daytona will that continue this week no it won't matter as much probably this week it's going to be kyle larson that qualifies on the pole and basically leads every lap and wins would not surprise me at all. But here's the deal. The Fords are always good at the super speedways. And that's actually because the shapes of the car look identical of all the cars on the track, but they're not the, the noses of the Chevys, the Toyotas and the Fords are different. And there's, I, I don't know anything more than that. All I know is that the nose of the Fords helps them extremely on super speed when they're you know, consistently going 190 miles well, drafting with guys. So that's why the Fords are always good there. The, the shape of their nose helps yep. as compared to the Toyotas and the Chevys that have more of a like a diamond um, point to the nose. Um, yep. and, and, you know, that's why they're much better on the uh, intermediate tracks. What that comes down to is downforce. So. The Fords probably have less downforce than those other cars by that design. That I've learned through Formula One, which I'll segue into if you're done with NASCAR real quick. I am. Basically a last call. We're we're pretty much wrapped up from here, but the Formula One's got a new car too. So all these all these auto racing leagues got new cars this year, I guess. Um, and all the uh, the new liveries, new cars are being released. And I'm a Ferrari guy. The car's beautiful. Came out last Thursday check it out it's been pretty cool um and uh practicing or the first few practices for the formula one season starts within the next couple of weeks and we're about one month out from the first race so i think less than a month now very exciting dude big summer of racing ahead i can feel as i'm starting to reinvigorate my nascar I, you know i grew up around the sport and then it kind of wavered on me through college when jeff gordon retired there but you know i'm a big Cindric fan now biggest fan i know Okay. Um, speaking of F1, I have officially this offseason declared my allegiance. I am a McLaren guy. Lando wow. Norris is. I've committed to him. I've committed to McLaren. Um, We're rivals. We are. I'm excited McLaren, about it. McLaren Ferrari. I'm Fuck excited. Yeah. Um, John, my last call. NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, 
listen, dunk contest, don't need to say anything. It was awful. You know, incentivize got John Morant to play in the dunk contest, and your problem solved. I NBA didn't has really a lot catch of money. much of Saturday night, to be honest with you. And I thought the uh, like the Futures game was a joke because they, they don't even really try in that anymore. They used to try in that. Um, but it's all become a bit of a joke. And then last night, I mean – it was on. I went to bed at like 10, so I didn't even watch the second half. Halftime lasted for about an hour. It was crazy. <laughs> Halftime was too long. Um, I will say this about last night. The first three quarters were your typical NBA All-Star game. It, I was not really even watching. But I, I started paying attention in the fourth quarter when the game was close. Money was on the line. And them boys were playing. I All mean, right. they, were, they were going at it offense and defensively. You know, it, it got a rise out of me. And then, I mean, Steph Curry's just a, he's a bad shooter. He's a bad basketball player. Right. Yeah. The worst, worst shooter ever. Um, I got nothing else. I, I don't either. It. We were we quick. We were short. No break. You know, Connor's the one that likes to jabble on. John and I are quick, efficient to the point. Boom, boom, bam. We try. You we know, try. we invigorate the crowd. Uh, you know, everyone have a nice week. I'm sure we got another incredible slate of games here on Saturday. Text Chad for your NASCAR bets Sunday. We'll see you next week. Adios. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.